Welcome to the Off Your Ass and Out of Your Head podcast. I'm your host, Diana Ricciardi. And here we crush all the BS that's left you stuck in the same spot month after month, year after year. We are going to shift your mindset, get up, get moving, and get inspired so we can rewire the neural pathways in your brain and change the way you act, think, and feel. You are in the right spot if you're frustrated that your mind seems to be behaving as your worst enemy, and you are exactly where you need to be if you often feel anxious and unknowingly feed into self-sabotaging behaviors. You are here because you are ready to get off your ass, out of your head, and experience life. Let's start squeezing all the goodness out of what this world has to offer through fun, travel, food, and love. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I am so excited to be here oh. with you. Like, I'm excited for all my podcasts, and this one I am, like, over the moon about. I am so, so grateful that I got to meet you. Ooh, I need to ask you. Yeah. Is it Diana or Diana? Diana. Okay, good. And that's what I thought. And then I had a doubt and I thought, that's, that's too late. Okay. I forgot to ask Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful you, Diana. Oh, thank you. How do you pronounce your name? No, and then Amy. So no okay. Amy. She's yeah. not, not Amy. She's no Amy. <laughs> I know. It took so long for somebody to actually point that out to me and... I was at a dance thing and he looks at me and he's like, so you're not Amy. You're no Amy. And then the whole weekend, it was a workshop the whole weekend. I got this really sassy, no Amy. <laughs> and actually it is the easiest way to explain the name because it's, it's a French version of Naomi. It sounds a little bit different, right? So, wow. So I know. That's amazing. Amy. I love it. No Amy. <laughs> So please talk more about what you do, because I'm just going to tell the crowd real fast how I found you. I was on TikTok scrolling at like 4 a.m., you know, during the pandemic, and I see this girl pop up, and she's adorable, and she's speaking some weird-ass language, and I'm like, what (laughs) is going on? I went from, okay, this is strange, to within 30 seconds being like, okay, I'm really intrigued to like within five minutes, I watched so many of your videos and I was like, I feel it. And then Mm -hmm. I understand it. I love that. It's so wild. And what I'm talking about right (laughs) now is light language. And we're going to get into that. Um, But first I want to talk about your journey. Like how, like what, what do you, where'd you come from? What do you do? Tell the people everything. I love this. Okay. I think there was like 12 questions in this. I'm going to see if I can remember them all. <laughs> just, we just want to know who you are. <laughs> yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Noemi and uh, Diana is talking about light language, which is what I share primarily through Lady Nuage. That's like the name I use for everything. Um, I am French. I am Canadian. I have Italian blood. I have Sri Lankan blood. I'm from everywhere. So I think that was answer number one to one of the many questions that Dan asked. Um, And I... I meant more energetically where you were from, but that's amazing too. (laughs) (laughs) Been on my mind, ancestry and and what we hold, because in a way we do hold a lot of information ancestrally. And Mm. um, 
there is something to it. As much as I like to pretend not, there is something to the way I hold myself, the, the traumas that I relive, the, you know, that's just the shadow work, the, the ancestral memories, there is something to that. So, you know, I, I know this is like kind of a broad overview of this is what you expect me to look like because no. of what my ancestry is, but it also, <laughs> it also speaks to the way that I carry myself in a certain way. And so through the energetic sphere, through the energetic work that I've been doing, what I've been really interested in is uh, connecting back to my heart first and foremost. That's how it started a few years, five years ago now, I guess, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, I ended up in a situation in which I had to really look at myself. Um, I was working in a country that wasn't my own. So I was working on, I was on a work visa and I lost my job. And along with my job, I had to leave the country very abruptly. And it was the very first time that I fully grasped and experienced that certain things were out of my control. Up until that moment, I thought, you know, you work hard, you, you, you secure your place and whatever. So for me, it was, I got the job that my hard work would guarantee that I would have that life. And it turns out that in a, in a matter of weeks, I had to leave my entire life behind. And that was such a shock to the system that I did not know what to do with myself. I ended up moving back to France, uh, spending a lot of time with, with my grandma and all of her cousins. So I spent a lot of time with the elderly during that time, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, it, it was great because it forced me to slow down. But the other thing that was really great about it is that I had spent most of my 20s running, going really, really fast, trying to go from place to place, you know, I'm sure you can relate to the goals in some capacity. I was very goal oriented. And then I spent months with people that were on the other side and seeing where they were at and seeing what mattered to them. And especially actually seeing what they remembered was what changed my perception a whole bunch. I never fully grasped um, until that point that you know, as you get older, um, certain things get stuck in your head, but other things go away. So I was on this, I must travel around the world. I want to experience all sorts of cultures and, and everything. And then I was seeing these people who remember about three to five memories that they'll tell you every day. And I thought, wow, what if I don't remember all this? What if, what if this seeking of doing and of being is something that it's great in the moment, but if it if it's something that I'm doing to accumulate on a, you know, like on some sort of uh, trophy or something like that, and if I just don't even remember the trophy, like what's the point? Mm -hmm. So it made me reframe a lot of how I was doing things. I still love traveling, so I'm still going places, but I'm going places from a different vantage point now, from a different perspective of being able to understand that who knows, I might not have that in my memory bank in 50 years from now or however many years from now. And I thought that that was, you know, that was the start, actually. That was the start of my journey, being able to fully grasp the, um, the ebb and flow of life. And from then onwards, also looking inward. Here I was, you know, in a, in a country I hadn't lived in in many years, not knowing what my next step would be, 
and not knowing what I wanted my next step to be because where I used to be just a few months prior was exactly where I wanted to be. Mm. So it forced me to go inward. And this is when I discovered the, the work of Hay House and Louise Hay in particular. I spent so much time uncovering and discovering uh, what was inside of me uh, first through meditation and some of the really great work that is available even for free through Hay House in general. Mm -hmm. And it was really great. It was really instrumental because at the time I didn't have access to the community that I have access to now. I didn't even know. I didn't know what light work was. I didn't know that channeling was a thing. I didn't know how prevalent it was. I knew one lady from when I was a child and I thought she was just one off, you know, like that's like you got one or two per country. I didn't understand (laughs) that it was hundreds of thousands in each country (laughs) that had access to higher wisdom. That, that was my perspective. So I didn't know what I, I was at the point at which I didn't know what I didn't know. And, you know, being able to connect to my own heart through these tools, um, mirror work was something that really changed my life. Um, I started going inward. I started building a relationship with myself. I think that is the key. I started building a relationship with myself and it takes time when you spend almost 30 years on autopilot, pleasing everybody and relating your experience through the relationship with other people. When you sit down and it is a relationship with yourself that you have to nurture in order to understand what it is you want to do next, who it is that you are, who it is you want to become, you know, what it is you want to stand for. All these things that we assume we already know, once you do it consciously for the first time, whew, there are surprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are surprises. And I realized at that point when I did, uh, so I'll, I'll just quickly mention what mirror work is. So it's basically mm-hmm. in, in simple work, in simple words, it's you look at yourself in the mirror and then you start relationshiping with yourself. And so the first exercise I did was saying, I love you to myself while I was looking at myself in my eyes. And I realized I was, I think 27 at the time. I realized I had never said that to myself. Mm. I had never said, I love you to myself, which if you are listening to this now, I would say, try it. Think about it. Because most of us haven't. We haven't been taught to do this. And it blew my mind. And I, I continued on the journey from there. Mm. Um, and the first few years, there's not much in terms of things that I can talk about that are really shiny. Because the deep inner work is just noticing yourself, mm. adding more kindness to yourself, you know, more love, all those things. It's... it's the tedious work that no one sees on the outside, but that irrevocably change your inner world. And so the first years were like that. And over time, I became more and more curious. And I found a mentor through a group, a community we were part of. And I saw her and she was, oh, she was just this shiny, shiny, beautiful woman. Uh, And we were at a brunch and we were around introducing ourselves. And she's like, yes, I'm Jen. I work with angels. (laughs) She said she was an astrologer. And the way she talked, it just, I saw little sparkles around her. You know, I was just like, oh, I want to know her. I want to know her. (laughs) And um, 
and she helped me over time to, to this day. She's still my mentor. She helped me redefine my understanding of some of the things that we associate with energy work and with spirituality nowadays that um, if you come from maybe a Catholic background or a Christian mm-hmm. background, you may have looked at upon like as being bad. So mm-hmm. for me, astrology was bad. You never should pay anybody for their services because that is bad. You know, mm-hmm. that, sort of, that sort of perspective. So Because nobody time, pays the church, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, not the a church one. Versus... <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you know what? It's, it's, it's so deeply ingrained in our, in our psyches that noticing whether it's yours or not takes a lot of time to unravel. Yes. And so it actually took me quite a few months of just communicating with her before I was ready to kind of take the plunge. And um, so over, I, I don't even remember, over the course of a year or two, I started with Reiki classes I was doing um, mentorship around, um, um, why am I losing the word? Like, I want to say psychic work, but that's really not what it felt like. It was more energy work in general, um, shamanic type practices, although I don't like to use the term because there are so many cultural implications, but that kind of really uh, prevalent, no matter the culture, no matter the tribe, like that deep rooted, this comes from remembering, these mm. is in, this is intuitive work that any human that is connected can do like that yeah. kind of work so I was starting to do the, I did a, a long-term mentorship program with someone else that was really incredible and helped me understand how to trust myself deeper within the realm of being held by somebody who had done the work before I think that that's a really beautiful experience so if anyone gets the chance to do that you know whether it be with your courses or your um, your mentorship programs or anything like that it's really valuable. It's really, really valuable. And I had a very positive experience getting to explore my inner realm with the support and love from somebody else. Yes. And uh, some years after that, light language showed up. <laughs> now when so you I say think, it showed up. Mm, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it's loaded, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so light language for those of you that don't know, it is what I consider to be the language of the heart, the language of the soul. It is intuitive communication. It has multiple aspects to it, but let's talk about the language part first, which is the spoken part first. Some people, um, I think it's especially common in the States, uh, know it as speaking in tongues because there is an association with certain Christian um, churches in the states not everyone calls it that and not everyone agrees with whether or not those are one and the same mm-hmm. i don't have experience with those churches so i can't say it you know um, from a space of being an authority on the topic mm-hmm. but you can liken it at the very least to what you might have experienced with regards to uh, the experience of speaking in tongues what happens is that we have uh, different ways of communicating and one of the ways that we can communicate is through learned language like english we we learn how to speak it we assign meaning to each word or we can also do things intuitively the same way that sometimes you know that babies before they learn to speak they still have a way that they want to express themselves i also like to use the example of um, animals right when you see two dogs having a conversation they never learn dog language right and yet they're able to express 
at a very um, instinctual level what they're what they're trying to mean. You know, um, it, it can be very simple, like I'm I'm excited versus I'm scared versus watch out, but they're able to communicate with each other. So when we're mm. talking about light language, we're a little bit in that sphere. It's a lot more complex than that, but at the very least, we're in that sphere of being in the intuition space, in the heart-centered space. And when we speak in light language, we also have the ability to really deeply connect to our source, whatever you call that, if you feel comfortable calling that God, if you feel comfortable calling that creator, whatever you feel comfortable, you know, if, if the universe is the word that's good for you, to me, my experience of speaking light language is an experience of connectedness and of really deep being. I can't let my head get in the way because if I get my head and my brain and my ego self getting in the way, I, nothing comes out. Um, so it's a space of intuition. It's a space of surrender. And um, that, so, so that's the spoken part. Some people sing it. Some people use their, um, their hands for, to do movement with their hands, so it looks like signing. And some people write or draw it. There are very many different ways to communicate intuitively what it is that you feel, what, what love-centered message is that you want to anchor into this world. So once I started speaking light language some years ago, Along with the ability to, to speak it for myself, I knew that there was a strong sense in my being, a strong knowing that I had to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I, don't, I didn't need to. It wasn't comfortable because I, don't, I did not like being in front of video. I did not like the idea of being public. But at the same time, it felt like there was no other choice. That was it. I did this and I had to share it because... I would have liked, if it was five years ago, I would have liked to have seen somebody do that. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have had more access, more ease, more connectedness with other tools. And I really feel strongly about that. I feel really strongly about this idea of those of us that do the work, you know, those of us that are heart centered and that want to bring something to the world I think it's our duty right now to show up and to be like, hey, this is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. You may not resonate, but this is my viewpoint. This is my energy. This is what comes through me. Mm. And so, yeah, that's it. That was a long ramble, but that's it. <laughs> I, I, this is the easiest um, podcast I've ever done. You, you really cleared all those questions out like beautifully. <laughs> I mean, you started with 10, so. <laughs> I did. i love it oh my god and the way that you share your journey and your your um i feel like i feel like the way that you speak is so beautiful that if i would have if i would have interjected i would have ruined the flow with my new york hard ass like okay so tell me a little bit like you're so gorgeous in the way that you articulate how you just came to this beautiful place and the way that you speak about the language is so um I was like in a trance listening to you (laughs) in itself for real. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so sweet. Absolutely. That makes me like, that makes my heart like tingle and flutter. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) 
oh, there is so much, there is so much medicine in words, no matter what the words are. It, yeah. As soon as they come through the heart, like you just did, there is so much medicine for us. Thank you. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. you too. Thank you. Um, let me, let's talk about the, you posted a meme the other day and I was like, <laughs> whoa, it said something about old wounds, old patterns, um, resurfacing and re-showing up and, and, uh, you know, fucking you up. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, the past three days for me have been like a whirlwind of emotions. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm not even PMSing. Um, <laughs> so, and then I saw this meme and you were like, don't worry guys, just hang on a little longer. And I was like, all right, no, Amy, we got this. <laughs> so, what was, uh, yeah, what made you post that? You know, I actually don't post very much about the energies of uh, the current energies because there are some really incredibly grounded and uh, and diligent channels and energy workers that do so on a regular basis. Um, astrologers can tell you so much about the location of, of the different celestial bodies and how they are either insights or or I guess I like to call I I like to call them our mirrors right like they're mirrors to what we're going to be experiencing uh, at certain times and then there are other people that tune in energetically and they're like okay this month or this week or today this is going to be what happens so I usually leave it to others to do this but yesterday <laughs> oh let's talk about yesterday so yesterday was the first of July. And I was minding my own business at home. So as an empath, so let's back up a little bit. As an empath, which I totally identify with, and I think that most people that do light work are probably identify to some, to some extent with their empathic abilities, their highly sensitive selves, their ability to just feel all the feels. Um, mm -hmm. It can feel a little bit overwhelming when you don't know that. Once you start knowing it, it can feel a little bit disempowering. But over time, as you build that relationship with yourself, you start understanding, hey, this is mine versus that's not mine at all. That just showed up. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the hidden, hidden gems, I would say, of uh, the pandemic time and us having to isolate is that for all of the empaths, they've been spending a lot more time on themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to understand what our baseline is. And whenever something gets away from the baseline, it's an, in, an invitation to notice. And so I, well, I've been doing this work for, for longer. So I, I recognize what my baseline is. I know what my baseline is. I'm basically just happy and joyful, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's it. So if I, if I fall away from that, then there's, is it, is it going to be an internal trigger or is it, is it something external? And like you mentioned PMSing, which I think is really great. That shows that you know your cycle, right? Like you know when certain emotions and certain behaviors are, are more likely to come up and out. This is lovely. Sure. This actually, you know, even if we, we say that jokingly or what have you, we actually know intuitively with women that, or with, yeah, with women that have a cycle, I guess, or I'm sorry for the terminology that's, I, I, I know, but I don't know how to use 
the right words at the right time. So you'll have to no, forgive me, but you know, uh, <laughs> menstruators, I guess. <laughs> um, All you menstruators, gather around. It's just not a sexy word. That's why I don't like using it. You know, I, I get that it's probably the most appropriate word, but it's not sexy. So, <laughs> um, but there's something really beautiful about understanding our own cycle. Like that's a connection to the self that is so powerful and so empowering. Um, and so we're not in that time where, you know, we're more triggered. We're alone. Like that's what, that was my experience yesterday. I was home alone. So there was really nothing, uh, like someone else's field that was around me. I wasn't watching TV. So it wasn't, you know, like, a like a trigger that was meant to trigger me. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden I felt an emotion I recognized because I used to experience it a lot before all this work that I've been doing. So before five years ago, and I felt it so deeply and I knew how out of character it is now that I thought, okay, I have to look into this because if this is happening this heavily for me and I know how to, I know, I know what my new normal is, then that, then it's happening for everybody as well. Mm -hmm. Or at least a large portion of the collective, the ones that are on the same journey at the same time as us. And my goodness, we are shifting so much. So eclipse season, and again, astrologers are so great for this, but I'll say a little bit about it. Eclipse season, which happens usually around this time of year, um, and there's usually two. Now we have three because, you know, yay 2020, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is, an, is a very important season in that it, it is an accelerator season. We get to revisit things that we're almost done with to make sure we're really, really done with them. Um, there's this sense that we accelerate really fast towards things that we do want. So this is where sometimes we can call it either quantum jumps or timeline shifts. If you were, um, if you want to think about the way that I like to think of timeline shifts uh, is let's say that your like your entire life's experience or your potential life experiences, if you imagine a tree and you're right at the trunk, you could take any branch and then any branch from there on and then any branch from there on. And that can be your different paths, your different mm -hmm. lives from this very moment onwards. So if you're thinking of all of that, a timeline shift is basically jumping from one branch to the next. Mm -hmm. It can be, oh, the branch and what I did yesterday is I jumped a little bit back and forth between different types of lives that I can have. So wow. I could have a life in which I really deeply experience pain and sorrow. And I can deeply experience, um, what was I feeling yesterday? I guess just feeling powerless. Or I can have an experience and jump into another life potential in which um, I'm thriving and I'm you know, going towards joy and ease and flow. And of course, mm. there are so many other renditions of this, right? It's not just the one branch versus the other. It's, it's almost infinite. And it's just a, a visual representation of what, what I think about when I think of timelines. And sometimes what happens is that, oh, not sometimes, what happens is that Every single person has that, but collectively, we also have that. So collectively, mm -hmm. we have the opportunity to experience all of these things that we've decided uh, individually, collectively. So um, if I want to experience joy, maybe uh, collectively, everyone else is wanting to experience that through 
and then you can add in a collective experience. Mm. So a collective experience, you know, for very tangible examples, it has been the pandemic for one of them. This has been global. This is like literally the entire world has had this collective experience. Now, a timeline jump or a timeline shift or a parallel timeline could be, okay, well, maybe in 2020, we could have not had a pandemic. Instead, we could have had a world war. We could have had business as usual. We could have had the event, whatever, you know, whatever, however uh, you see it, we could have had these different kind of global building blocks through which we then navigate individually. Mm. And every time that there's these global timeline shifts, these global changes in how we navigate collectively through the world, through our energetic world, our, our energetic changes, then we also feel it obviously very individually. <laughs> and yes. um, one thing that maybe I want to mention because I, I just thought about it now is um, this happens every time there's a global meditation as well. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal. Every time yes. there's a global meditation, the last one I clearly remember is the last global meditation I participated in. I think it was in April on the mm-hmm. 4 portal. Um, and there was one I just missed because I didn't know about it um, just a few days ago. Boom, we're anchoring in light collectively. It is having a ripple effects that are felt individually. And so it's, oh, it's yeah. really, really great time to notice and be like, okay, well, based on that, where do I want to go? Yeah, wow. That is so beautiful. I, I needed that. <laughs> and that's how I know everybody else needs it too. For sure. And first of all, I need it too. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, what comes out of us is usually what we need too. Like, you know, and, and once we're on this path and realize these things, like you said, you were standing there and you recognize that it wasn't your own instead of sitting in it for days and sometimes weeks or months, even at a time, you can shift out of it very quickly with the tools that you have and the knowings that you have based on the, what the universe has taught you in these moments, even though sometimes they're just fleeting moments of clarity. Sometimes it seems like you don't have a moment of clarity for days or weeks, but remember those moments of clarity that you've had, like remembering how clearly you remember certain facts about the universe and and how the collective energy is a whole, you know, thing, even though you might feel lonely. And that's just so wonderful. And let me just say, people do want to hear this energy stuff from you because you might think that some people are like, oh, because they've been doing it their whole lives. You know, every coach, every freaking light worker, every person who's ever put themselves on the internet feels this way in some capacity. But like, I could go to anyone to learn light language. I'm sure that there are people who have been doing it for 50 years, but like, I want to learn it from you because I connect with you. And that's why we're on this podcast right now. That's like why it's here. (laughs) So this energy work coming from you is so freaking great. And yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing more of it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, okay. Let's do like (laughs) that totally awkward pitch where I'm going to talk about it because it's actually, okay, let me back up. I I tend to like get ready to ramble and then I don't give like the background for anybody. I'm also um, bouncing all over the place too. (laughs) (laughs) So when I started sharing light language, it was because I felt the need to share the energy with the world the more accessible it would be, the more it would just kind of ripple out. And I knew deep down that I would never know the effect of the ripple 
because we don't. That's not the point when we're starting to do this kind of work. I mean, beautifully with the age of the internet, sometimes we do get a comment here and there. We get, you know, affirmation that what we're doing is having a positive impact on the world. But I knew that as soon as I would share light language with one person, whatever the energy, however they would integrate the energy would then manifest itself through them. And that that doesn't mean that there's a linearity, like there's probably a connection, but the linearity would be really hard to say. It'd be hard for me to be like, oh, this person changed their career thanks to my one light language. (laughs) Like that's kind of ridiculous. But the hope, the aim is like, hey, here's the light. You take it, you do whatever you want with it. And then, you know, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for, I think this is my third year now to just share light language publicly. And <laughs> I don't know what happened with TikTok. I don't even know. I just was throwing my lightning bolts. So uh, for the past three years, I've been sharing the one minute light language videos on Instagram whenever I felt inspired. I tried to do it every day, but realistically, we're not even at lightning bolt 300. <laughs> so we're definitely not every day. It's more like <laughs> every few days. Uh-huh. And, um, and I thought, hey, why don't I just throw those into the TikTok space? We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, and I didn't expect it. But people on TikTok are evidently not the same people as the people I was reaching on Instagram because mm-hmm. all of a sudden through, you know, like divine intervention and their algorithm and what have you, the, the work, the energy was placed in front of so many people, so Mm -hmm. many people. And I had so many, uh, and I love it because these are, these are people that I know are light workers. I know are ready to awaken if they haven't already. I know will be able to speak in no time at all. And so being able to be someone that's like, hey, you're okay. This feels really good to me. Yeah, you feel it in your, in your head. That's okay. It, it's tingling. Mm-hmm. That's all right, too. It's making you cry. That's fine, too. So I really, I realized when, uh, when I started reaching people that that was my role. I, I, didn't, I didn't notice. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes the, I think that guidance, divine guidance, your guides, however you want to call it, works in ways to make us see it in retrospect and that really helps with my brain otherwise I get a little bit too I freak out and I don't do anything so Mm -hmm. what happened is that I was sharing things and in retrospect I can tell you yes this is my role but at first I was like oh no I just want to make sure they feel okay there's nothing scary about this it's just a different language there's nothing scary about feeling tingles in your body that's just energy moving And so I realized how important it is to show up with love. You know, I mean, I knew this all along, but to just, you know, you know something and then you find it at a deeper level. And through TikTok, I found it in a different level. And so a lot of people on there, a lot of really lovely souls have been asking, how do I learn this? How how do I do this too? Which blew my mind because I never expected such a response. I just, you know, for me, it happened and it happened. And that was that. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect the seeking to be so verbalized and it was so beautiful. And uh, you know what, when you ask enough times, I will listen. (laughs) And so I 
thought, okay, well, you know what? Like this guy, this is guidance beyond guidance. When everyone seeks and seeks and asks you to do it, you do it. There's no reason for me not to. So what I decided to do, and and this is where it's kind of really exciting because um, speaking light language is such an inner experience. It's an innate gift that everyone has. So being a teacher of that really is a facilitator and it is finding the space in which I have to basically turn your head so that you can look and say, Hey, this is my space where my light language is. Mm -hmm. And we do that, of course, not with a physical movement of the head, but energetically, which kind of um, plane of energy do you want to be at so that it's easy for you to grasp that in inner connection to intuitive communication. And so for the past few weeks, through communicating with my community and um, just listening to them, I have been anchoring in this vision of making, creating a framework through which it's safe to connect to each other, to our own light language in community and just through, through just curiosity and intuition and creativity. So I am currently creating this because it's my first time doing it. I said it would be free. So anyone who's interested, please, please just send me an email. Uh, I'm not fancy enough to have lead pages and all the things and the opt-ins just yet. So just send me an email. Um, Simple. It's knowing me I at ladygate.com. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to be fancy, but y'all. Yeah. I'm not fancy You're fancy. Just yet. You're fancy. <laughs> I'm fancy. <laughs> Um, but what's happening is that this course is really creating itself. So not only did people ask for it and that's why it's here, but also I'm getting co-teachers on it so that you get to experience different perspectives and different energies and they're beautiful souls. I am so excited. You're going to have, I mean, I'm saying this to everyone on Diana's podcast because I'm like, you all should do it because it's your, oh, like, you're it's gonna your birthright. Do it. <laughs> It's, it's your birthright. Like, it's just, if you're ready, like now is the time. Wow. I said, okay. You know, I said, okay, to the guidance. I said, I'm in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna provide basically the framework um, to make sure that it's safe for everybody to do so in, in a mm -hmm. space that's loving uh, with the, you know, with the right kind of, of, of frequencies and of vibrations. But at the end of the day, it's all yours. So, so anyway, so that's what I've been that's up wonderful. to. It's been taking every single free time moment of my day <laughs> to, to think up because sometimes guidance is really prevalent and sometimes it's time to just mm -hmm. step up and become, you know, what you're asked to become, even if it's for just a few moments of your life. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. This is so much fun. <laughs> Healing session talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Uh, one thing I wrote down here, and it's funny because I know that I have people listening, you know, who literally ages all over the place. My platform, people listen in their 20s, in their 30s, their 40s, and 50s. Um, and something that I've been noticing is a huge awakening within the early 20s group. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh my God, they, they like, they just know a lot. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, calm down. 
like, you know, we're probably around the same age in our early thirties. And, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I had this when I was in my early twenties. Imagine if I had this 10 years ago, but Mm -hmm. like you said, it's a collective awakening. It's not that, you know, you're meant to go through it in your early twenties. We're all meant to go through it now. And I love that, you know, connecting with somebody also in the same age bracket as me is really cool. Um, Cause you know, yeah. But I think it's really beautiful that like everyone at every age, the time is now. The time is now. <laughs> yeah. Big so time. Big time. I've got a client and I hope it, I think she'll, she'd be fine if I just mentioned that it's, it's not very private, but it just shows to, um, it just shows that that she's in her 60s. And at some point she mentioned, you know, hey, it's happening to me now. Like I'm in my 60s. And it was the same thing. It's the point is that it, the work that you did, you know, whatever generation you were at, it was different kind of work, right? Like the, the boomers, their generation has been basically learning to put a stop to some of the structures and, and, and being that let's put on the brakes we're the last generation that swallows up all of the ancestral shame and guilt and pain. Our generation, the, you know, the millennials, I guess, we're, we're having a different kind of wor- work. We're, we're like, yeah, definitely. Now why do we create that's new? And then the ones yes. that are just behind us, they're like, oh, I'm glad you cleared the way because now we're going to do the thing that we came here to do. And with yeah. all of the messiness, it wouldn't have happened with as greater of ease. So we all have a role to play. It's also beautiful and it's really timely. You know, there's also people that have been awakening like 20 years ago because they were supposed to be the leaders, like the, the really the, the, the way showers. Mm-hmm. And those are, those had a role to play as well. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to see so much beauty and so much hope and so much light being anchored into this planet right now amidst it is. Amidst all of the shadow work we're doing. Yeah. To clear everything up. And that's a beautiful way to put what's going on right now is shadow work. That's this is like the definition of shadow work. And I oh I keep saying that and I want to look further into this, but I know that it's a fact that the vibration of the earth is raising right now. And you would think that what's going on by what but what we see, like all the chaos, is that it's lowering, that we're at a low vibe. But what we're actually we know we're in a revolution because the vibe is raising. And the reason we're experiencing so much chaos is because we're, we haven't been acting accordingly as a human collective. And when the earth's vibration raises and we don't, things go, get chaotic and we're being forced to raise. So in this beautiful um, shadow work, we're literally like, banishing everything that I feel like I use the word banish a lot in my podcast and I never use it in real life. It's like, I think of like a witch whenever I hear it, like banish you. So we're going <laughs> to banish. <laughs> I like that. It. It's very like, it's claimed. It's happen. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was banishing. Um, you were banishing the, our, our, our discord with the flow of humanity. Yeah. So something in, like that. <laughs> In up leveling through these um, these you know beliefs and these you know things that we're going through and these terrible things that are happening, it's really a a whole plan of the earth to come out on the other side and raise our vibe. And this is the time to really like 
dig deep and, and look into that like area of us that maybe we didn't tap into yet and like see how we can use that in the new world. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of work. And for oh, yeah. every single human, every one of you that is feeling like there is no way out, that what we're saying is unattainable and doesn't apply to you. I just want to tell you that that's not the case. Mm. What you are experiencing are probably a combination of a few different things. One of them being, of course, that with that which with, this is hard to say, that mm -hmm. which is within yourself. Mm -hmm. So there can be, um, let's use, let's use the, uh, I think in different ways, we are seeing power over dynamics shift. Mm -hmm. um, we are, we are seeing through different, um, different big themes. And, you know, June was a big theme in the United States, especially, but there are other themes that are going to continue on with that same broad power over versus being powerless and better than versus less than we're starting to see these shifts happen in different in different realms in different ways um, in which they express themselves societally but also within ourselves so we within ourselves every single one of us we can take whatever example and be like oh in this particular place i have to catch myself because i think i'm less than somebody else mm -hmm. or better mm -hmm. than somebody else and so that happens internally and please 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 be gentle with yourself when you when you see that in yourself and allow yourself to see to notice and to choose differently mm -hmm. and that process can take some time it can then there's also obviously the the global change and when that global change is happening especially for the empaths and the sensitives sometimes you're like okay well I'm a little bit emotionally tired today. I don't have the tools today to really clear out the energetic debris that is going on and being kind of strung about right now. It's, it's, it's being flung everywhere. Um, and a lot of empaths, a lot of light workers that don't really know that they're doing it are actually transmuters of energy. And so they'll be transmuting like taking on all this stuff to clear it, taking it on to clear it. And it can feel really heavy. Um, and to that, I would say just the work you're doing is so magnificent. You don't know you're doing it for some of you, but I'm telling you, you're doing it. And for the others that have a sense that you're doing it, please, please, please seek out the energetic tools that can help and support you in that work. Things like Reiki, things like light language, things like all of the other, Qigong even can help you move through energy. Um, there are things like using smoke, uh, like uh, smudging, but again, the term is not the appropriate one, um, but just clearing out, clearing out, earthing, grounding yourself, releasing all of the excess energy to the earth. Mm -hmm. Please, please, please. Now more than ever, it is important for you to seek out energetic tools that are going to work for you so that you continue to do that work because that work will continue to be done because you've signed up for this, but to do it in a way that is supportive of your energetic being as well. Mm. Oh my God. Wonderful. Really <laughs> wonderful.
such a good reminder needed yeah I think somebody needed to hear that because I usually don't go in my little righteous tirades unless I somebody somebody needs to hear it so I I hope that it serves I think we all needed to hear that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god is there anything else that you want to talk about anything else you you want to promote language Yes, please. I think that'd be really cool. So for those of you that have never heard light language before and you're curious to hear it, there's really nothing you need to do. Um, You can choose to receive the energetic healing within it. If you don't want to, you can choose not to. You can just say, um, may I receive what is here for my highest and best good? That's a really great intention to hold generally. And if you're just curious to, to know what it sounds like, you can just be like, no, I just want to listen. And that's it. All you need to do is hold the intention and that is what will be. So Beautiful. with that said, those of you that want to listen to what it can sound like and what it can feel like, I invite you to just take a deep breath in and release. And another one in. And slowly release. And maybe just close your eyes and notice what you're feeling, what you're sensing in your body. I'm going to speak in light language for just a moment or two. And then we'll come back and I'll tell you what to do after that. So if you're holding your breath, just breathe in and breathe out. And another breath in. And another breath out. Signalao kai tenese sha. So just take some breaths and I'll just offer a little bit of a translation to that second one that came through, which is a reminder that there is a a call and that you are answering this call. And some may think of it as being light warriors. Some may think of it as being light bringers. Really what you can think of it is as being a call to become an adult in a really beautiful way, in an empowered way, the way that you envisioned becoming an adult would feel like when you were a child. You would be the one that had all of the tools, all of the power to make the changes happen in your world. I'm sure all of you can remember a moment in your childhood in which you thought, I'm going to do this. And by the time I'm an adult, that's going to be over. 
That's what we're inviting you to do right now. So whatever the words are, that's the feeling. The feeling that you are now embodying that person that which you dreamt of becoming. Mm. What you dreamt of becoming is becoming real. It's embodying in your body. It's anchoring into your energy field. The dreams that you're having, the creative ideas, follow them, nurture them. That is what we will be using as a collective next. And next can be in the next few months. It can be in the next few days. And it can definitely also be in the next few years. There's no set time for us all to bring our own piece of the puzzle. It is a very complex puzzle, but as we bring in our own little pieces of the puzzle, we allow for this beautiful flow to happen. And as we flow more and more and more, the ability for the change so that we can have this new earth we dream of accelerates and it accelerates and it invites others to be in that flow as well until critical mass is reached in which we all just know that being in flow with the universe being in flow with our dreams with our hearts aims and, and wishes and nudges all of that all of that is coming to us so very fast in a way critical mass has been reached already it's just that we're not seeing it yet because Sometimes what happens, often what happens is that when things are already done, already created, anchored in energetically, it takes a little bit for them to take into physical form. There's a little bit of a delay, a little bit of a time component as we add in also the physical component for physicality and time go hand in hand. And what we are doing is timeless and without form and we are creating it so thank you all so very much for allowing this transmission to reach you for allowing the hope and the dreams of your hearts to take form i know it's no small feat but it is the most beautiful legacy you can leave on this planet namaste namaste wow Yeah, just breathing and coming back to your body. Knowing that whatever you saw, sensed, dreamt up is real to you and that's what matters the most. Allowing for dreams to take form little by little. Together we're going to bring in this new earth. It's inevitable. And so it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I felt that when you first, first started, it felt like I was hit with a lightning bolt in my, <laughs> in my chest, but right below my heart. It was like, it was so apparent right there. And then the second part really like unraveled it, like unraveled the knots that were in there. Oh, beautiful. Because that's the space in which heart and power merge. Look at that. Right? So this is where heart power comes in. Fantastic. Yeah. 
It's right here, right? Like in between, yeah. right? right at the top yeah. of the wrist. Like right above this. Oh yeah. Solar. Yeah. Cause solar plexus is where we hold our inner power. Heart mm-hmm. is where we hold well, our heart or our love and everything. So when we merge the two together, which is really a work that a lot of light workers are doing now is merging um, heart and power together. So heart and solar plexus together and merging heart and throat. So heart centered communication together. So a lot of people are also yes. feel a lot happening in the upper chest. What we're doing is we're reactivating some of what I would say are uh, dormant chakras. There's probably a lot of different perspectives on what those are, but my understanding is that as light workers really come online and this takes time because again, the physical body needs time to catch up and our physical ex- external experience also needs time to catch up. Um, we turn from this chakra centered system into basically like an entire cylinder of light. And so mm-hmm. we do this by turning on everything along the spine little by little and um, different people are doing it in different ways. And it's just so exciting. So Wow. Thank you for the work that you are doing because oh my God. the power of you and the heart of you, bam, like I'm so excited for what's to come in your sphere because your sphere oh. is also my sphere and it's the entire world's sphere. This is so exciting. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much for this. It was a Thank pleasure you. having you here. Thank you for allowing me to ramble all over. I didn't oh my expect God. it to take this long, but it needed to come out. So thank you for providing Are you kidding? space and the platform. You've colored <laughs> this episode beautifully. <laughs> Tell thank everyone so where they much. can find you. Tell them your TikTok, your Instagram. <laughs> I, I try to be consistent on this one. So it's at lady.nuage pretty much everywhere. I don't hang out very much on Facebook because it confuses me, um, mm-hmm. but you'll find me on Instagram and on TikTok for, with the same name. And if you look up Lady Nuage, um, same thing on YouTube. I'm starting to put up a few more ASMR videos because apparently that's what yes. people like. And so they, yes. they asked and I, and I answered. <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah. And again, if, so you, if you guys want, sorry, oh, let me just um, no. say, say this. I no. hope it's okay. But just Absolutely. if you are interested in the light language stuff, like do email me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we spelt that so people know exactly how to get to you. Oh my so gosh, easy. yes, because my name is confusing. So Noemi is N-O-E-M-I-E mm-hmm. at Lady Nuage. So Nuage is N-U-A-G-E dot com. Amazing. Awesome. There we go. It's <laughs> a wrap. <laughs> Thank you again. And I will, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure.